Hello, Rundown Nation. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. We got championship week this week in man. If if the games last week are any indication of how good the games are going to be this week, Wall, we're in for a treat. Yeah, it was like a basically a playoff to the championships last week, Woj. It was it was intense. I mean, the games mattered. Sometimes when you get that week before championship week, things are already decided, which I guess they were in the SEC, but elsewhere man it was a dog fight and there were some good games to watch yeah it was it was fun to watch awesome games uh we'll get into those in a minute but first off DraftKings league uh i ended up winning last week uh with 182.64 points beat out james 03 with 181.82 had a last minute adjustment there i was actually watching the games with uh with uh james or the real jay-z as we like to call him uh, last week and it showed me as losing and then there must have been a shuffle uh, a recalculation and uh, a little recount there got Woj the win so uh, I'm pretty hip pumped about that Cruz finished in third with uh, 173.24 uh, I went cheap last week while on uh, running backs and QBs and, and unloaded on wide receivers and it actually worked out one with Clifford and O'Connell in the quarterback slot which has been a, a pretty typical uh uh, thing for me to do the last couple weeks they've been really good even though Clifford was playing in the snow thought he could still pull out some points and he did uh, took Chase Brown like we talked about last week in the rundown uh, did pretty well and also took Garrett Wilson as one of my uh, three-headed monster wide receiver picks uh, and did really well I also took Dotson and Bell that was 22,600 just in wide receivers ended up giving me 87.5 points for 258 per point wall uh, they did pretty well last week my uh, my method worked I like your method other than the fact I don't like how well Mr. Clifford did because I lost on the under from him scoring a touchdown at the end of that snowball. <laughs> yet they're still yeah. putting up 100 points. I, I'm not real happy about that, Woj. But hey, congratulations to you for winning the uh, DFS list. All right. Well, so that brings our average placement over eight weeks. Wall, you still got the lead, but guess what? I'm on your toes. I got 2.125. I'm right there, Wall. I'm catching up to you. And then we got story of 2.25. Hey, I should have been the winner last week, Woj. I, or this week, I should say. It should be over. <laughs> but I know you wanted that extra game to make sure you catch up to me next week. But yeah, it's going to be a tough one, Woj. We only got 10 games. so. All right. And then the overall points, uh, Story is still in the lead. You're right on his tails. Nothing has changed there. He's got 14-21. You have 14-19. And then I have uh, caught back up in that one as well. I'm at 13-95. Uh, with this last week to play, it's anybody's game. Uh, excited uh, to possibly win both of those. Well, well, we'll see what goes on. But this is the last week. It's championship week. We are going to make the the Saturday uh, main slate the eight games, uh, the eight championship games they have. Uh, should be exciting. I know I last week we're going to do a showdown, too. We are going to do the Michigan versus Iowa Big Ten Championship showdown this week, Wall. I'm guessing I'll have a lot of people from Iowa and my brother Moody, he's going to have everybody from Michigan. You know, <laughs> yeah, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Neither one oh, of us will be yeah. winning it, but we'll see which one beats the other. Well, since the pick over, I am going to start off this episode with the pick from last week. I had a big loss with the Wisconsin. Thankfully, thankfully I lost that one at minus six and a half. You had the big win with Georgia state wall. 
Yeah, I was happy Georgia State won that game, too. I mean, they they won it quite handily, too. <laughs> it didn't matter if there was another with the hook on there, if it was a 14. I think they – I don't know what they won by exactly. Almost three touchdowns, but they covered well. I'm so glad that you lost money last week, Woj. It makes me so happy that you did not win money last week. You should have been kicked out of the rundown for your Wisconsin pick, but, hey, you lost it. Everybody's happy. All right, well, let's go to last week's games, and man, were they a doozy. We're going to start off with one of the most exciting games of the year, and that was Ohio State losing to Michigan 42-27, to Wall. I don't know that I would say it was one of the most exciting games of the year, Woj. It was definitely exciting. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to dull it down, but I, at the end there, I was watching the games too with the real Jay-Z earlier on, but not this one so much. I was over with Story watching it, and you know, Ruiz was there. I was talking to the man, Ruiz. He's an Ohio State fan. The whole game, Woj, I thought that Ohio State was just going to come back and eventually win it, you know, in the end. But then I think probably with uh, maybe the third or fourth, the last drive Michigan had, they just they ran over Ohio State. And at that point, I was like, wow, Ohio State is not going to win this game. Michigan is going to beat them. And the reason they were going to do it, and I could tell right up front, is they were – you know, pole blocking and getting a 20-yard run. Then they were straight blocking and getting a 16-yard run. Ohio State had no answer for their running game, Loge. Really had no answer for their running game. It was a good football game, though, and I think the better team that day won. I don't know that I would say the better team throughout the season, but the better team better team that day, they won, Loge. Hey, they they have the 12th man on their side wall. The big house was rocking, and that that was that was awesome to see. And, and it disturbed Ohio State quite a bit. It disrupted them. I shouldn't say disturbed. It might have disturbed them too, but definitely disrupted them. Ten penalties for 66 yards wall for Michigan's two for 20. So I mean, the big house took its toll on Ohio State. And like you talked about. Michigan won that game in the trenches, both offensively and defensively. You mentioned the offensive side. I'll mention the defensive side. Aiden Hutchinson was a beast. We talked about him last week. He had three sacks or three of Michigan's four sacks. Uh, Ohio State had zero sacks in that game and only had two QB hurry ups. So, I, I mean, Michigan won that game in the trenches, hands down. We knew Ohio State's defensive line was not very good, their defense in general, but uh, even on the other side of the ball, they were able to handle them pretty well, and, and, and Haskins and the Michigan O-line just took advantage all the way. It, it was that was pretty cool to see, and definitely a cool game for the big house. I knew Moody was there, Texas pictures, and it looked like it was a pretty cool experience, but... Uh, We'll move on. We got uh, the two Oklahomas played each other. Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma couldn't fend off Oklahoma State while they finally lost one of those close ones. And this was the 37 to 33 loss. Uh, and it spurred Lincoln, Lincoln Riley to uh, move and uh, head over to USC, Wall. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'm sure it was something that was discussed beforehand. It's news to us, obviously, right when it came out. I don't know that it wouldn't have happened had Oklahoma won this game, but you're right. He's going over to the USC. He's filling that vacated head coaching spot. And you know what, Well, he's already bringing talent with him. Malachi Nelson, the 2023 recruit, five-star quarterback, he decided, hey, I'm going to head over there with Lincoln Riley too. He decommitted from Oklahoma. He's now going over to USC. And obviously, Spencer Rattler, we know the deal there, right, Woj? Yeah, Spencer Rattler enters the transfer portal. Uh, he obviously got his starting job stripped from him, so he'll look to head elsewhere and uh, try to get a starting job back. Well, 
Yeah, Oklahoma's dropping, Wojan. They didn't have a great season this year. We kind of knew that. We've been talking about how they were winning every game, but they didn't look like a team that was really going to be in the playoffs, which it's come to fruition. They're not going to be in the playoffs. And, you know, everybody's getting out of Dodge, which that makes you wonder for next year. You know, I, I hope their program doesn't go to nothing before they enter the SEC. I just hope it's kind of a one or two year wait and they get back to it because, you know, it's nice to have a good Oklahoma football team. They're not really when Lincoln Riley was the coach, my kind of style football. But I like having a decent team in the Big 12, at least one. So, Yeah, for sure. All right, let's head to the Iron Bowl, Alabama versus Auburn. Man, <laughs> Alabama just keeps getting in these close games and I know it's the iron bowl and these are always close, but I mean, they were playing against a team with no bow nicks playing against TJ Finley who played okay. uh, Considering the situation he was thrown into playing against Bama, but uh, Alabama just can't make these big closeout wins. They, they ended up winning wall, but it was just like they had to wait until there was a minute 33, 35 left in the game when they got the ball back on their own three and went down, scored a TD to get it to overtime. Well, and I mean, if you saw the playoff rankings, Michigan jumped Bama on it. You know, it's it's very easy to see why. You mentioned which Bo Nix wasn't playing this game. Auburn was not playing without their starting quarterback. And I'd say maybe the best player on their team could be argued. Maybe Tank Bigsby is. But I think Bo Nix is probably the best player on the team. He wasn't playing against this Alabama team. TJ Finley, man, he's got he's got some learning to do, which I don't know what it is, but he looks like somebody that's not really out there to win a game. He doesn't look like <laughs> that kind of competitive Bo Nix. I mean, they did win the game with them. So what does that say about Alabama, in my opinion? Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it ended up going in the overtime. Like I said, it's uh, both of them scored a, a TD in the first overtime. Uh, both of them scored a field goal in the second. And then they obviously go to the alternating two-point conversions where they both got their first two-point conversions. Auburn missed their next and uh, Bama ended up converting. Another crazy Iron Bowl, but yeah, it just Alabama doesn't look like that top-tier team. We'll have to see this weekend. They're going to be playing a big game uh, against Georgia, and we'll see how good Georgia can hold up against that. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll time will tell, right, Wall? Yeah, time will tell. I mean, we'll have to see what happens in that Bama-Georgia game. Just like you said, Woj. Just like you said, I I think though one thing at this point is a certainty: if if Georgia does beat Bama, Bama is out of the playoffs. Yeah, I would uh, I I would agree with you 100% there. Uh, another big game last weekend while we had it on Friday, our Hawkeyes ended up beating Nebraska, coming back from a 21 to six Nebraska lead in the third uh, to to beat them, which was uh, super exciting. We saw Wisconsin, like we already talked about, lose to Minnesota, 23 to 12. So Iowa is in the Big Ten championship and the winners of the Big Ten West division, which uh, made me some money, Wall. Oh, yeah? You had them to win the division, Woj? I did. I did. At the beginning of the season, got some, got some money off of that. What was? Do you remember what your odds were on that? I don't I, remember. What I think I it was there. plus 200 or something like that, or plus 250, somewhere around there. Yeah. It was probably a little over that, because I think uh, Wisconsin was minus 200 at the beginning of the season, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, you're probably right around there. But, that, hey, that's a good win. But more importantly, I don't care about how much money you're winning, Woj. <laughs> I care about Iowa being in the Big Ten Championship, and they Hell deserved yeah. it, too. They deserved it. That Nebraska, I guess I quit. I got tired of hearing how Nebraska's winning all or losing all these close games. And then Iowa comes in there and beats them in another close game. Well, Iowa beat them. You know, it, Nebraska lost. They lost another one. Iowa won. Iowa won another one. So, hey, kudos to Iowa. It was a win. Don't let other people tell you any different, Woj. 
Hey, it was a win, and it was a big comeback, Wall. 21-6 to in the third for us to come back and win that game. We actually had to do some things in offense. Uh, we did get some key turnovers, but we still had to do things in offense, and that's not something we've seen Iowa do over the last couple weeks. So exciting to see that, especially going in the Big Ten Championship. Just a note at the end of that game, Wall, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, they were talking to, interviewing Kurt Ferentz on the field at the end of the game, and they, he – the interviewer mentioned something about, you know, coach, you might only have one or two games left, depending on how things shake out uh, for the season. You just kind of want to reflect on this, reflect on the season. Coach Kurt Ferentz got pretty choked up over that. Couldn't really even answer it. Um, when asked about it, he just kind of shrugged it off and said he's just happy for the guys. But I think there's an underlying thing in there. Maybe retirement's coming, Wall. Um, just something to think about going into this game to see what happens. Maybe he announces something, maybe he doesn't. But uh, let's move on to this week's championship games, Wall. This is going to be cool, and we start off with Mac action on Saturday, Wall. It is. I don't I don't know if we can even call it Maction, Wall, because they're playing on Saturday. <laughs> I don't know that I've seen NI. I watch NIU quite often the past few weeks because they're always playing on Tuesday or Wednesday, usually Tuesday, actually. I believe the past few weeks, but this one's on Saturday, like you mentioned, Mojo. And, hey, don't miss this football game. Hey, Mac, some people say, I'm not going to watch that garbage. These are two football teams, Woj. The Mac, they were one of the most competitive conferences this year, most competitive. They didn't have the same kind of disparity some of those top conferences have. It was really competitive all season. So, hey, tune in for this one, Woj. You mentioned it, 11 a.m. ESPN, but in the game itself, Kent State is minus three, over under of 74 and a half. Woo-wee! That's some points, Woj. NIU plus 130. NIU and MAC championship games, they're four and four. So something's got to break here. Something's got to give, Woj. They played a month ago, these two teams. NIU and Kent State. They played a month ago. It was at Kent State. Kent State won that game 52 to 47. So you're getting a little bit of that over-under from that score probably. You know, I, I will say, though, as far as it goes, beating a team twice in the season, Woj, you know, when you're evenly matched teams, which these two teams are, it's tough to beat a team twice this season. So look for NIU maybe to change the change the tables on these guys a little bit. And that Kent State game before, Lombardi threw for 532 yards, three touchdowns, went 33 of 57. His main man, Trevian Rudolph, all three touchdowns, 309 of those yards, Woji. He was really targeted one guy that game. I'm guessing they're going to put a shutdown corner on him this game. But Dustin Crum over there on the other side of the ball, Kent State's quarterback, no slum himself, 322 yards, four touchdowns, 20 of 30. You know, yeah, two of those touchdowns I'm, while we're off runs, too. I mean, he's running quarterback, dual threat. Doing it all, baby. Doing it all. NIU better learn to stop that because I don't know how good they are at that with their outside linebacking crew. But NIU, I watched them last week, Woj. They were playing on Tuesday, I believe, as I mentioned before. But they lost to Western Michigan 42-21. to That game I watched, it gives me a little bit of doubt. It gives me a little bit of, you know, worry about taking NIU. But I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to take NIU on the money line. This game is in Detroit, Michigan at Ford Field, Woj. It's going to be cold in Detroit, Michigan this weekend. No, we're from the Midwest. Yeah, it's going to be cold, but I, I'm excited to watch this game. It's going to be an offensive bloodbath. <laughs> it was last time, I think. Uh, the DFS gods are looking down upon us and giving us this game in the slate. It's just, this is too good to pass up. Uh, let's talk Rocky Lombardi. 
7,500, Dustin Crum, 8,300. And before we get into any of that, just keep in mind, Wall, that NIU is the worst run defense in the slate, and Kent State is the worst pass defense in this slate. <laughs> so that, that's why the, the score is where it's at in the over-under. But with both of those quarterbacks being pretty reasonably priced, I, I mean, the, the last time they met, Crum scored 43.1, and uh, Lombardi scored 38.5. Uh, Crumb's a little bit more that dual threat like I just talked about with uh, with his four TDs last time they played. He's got 11 on the ground in this, this season. Uh, he's got a running back over there that's pretty good in uh, Marquise Cooper, who's 6,500. And for a guy that's 6,500, who's averaged 25.3 over his last four games and put up 32.3 on NIU four weeks ago, uh, I'll take that any day of the week. Well, that's pretty good. Pretty good numbers right there. And then on the other side of the ball, we have the who, who's Rocky Lombardi going to throw it to? Travion Rudolph at 6,900. Well, get the 6,900. The dude scored 65.9 points versus Kent State last time. 65.9, 6,900 salary. Okay, I'm going to put him on my roster wall. I mean, that's just crazy. And the thing about it is, is two wide receivers from NIU, the other two wide receivers that uh, get some targets are both uh, injured, and they were both injured last week. Rudolph got 80% of the targets last week. 80%. Just imagine if he got 80% of the targets the last time they played Kent State instead of 37 when he scored 65 points. He could have scored 100. Let's give this man some love, and let's put him on a roster as well. Yeah, well, obviously those two games are one and the same, the game I talked about before. You know, 74 and a half, that's a lot of points, Woj. I am excited we get to see some, you know, real football played at Ford Field here, actual football teams rather than the Detroit Lions <laughs> lining up against each other. I'm excited for that fact. But the 74 and a half, it strikes me as a high number for a championship game where defenses usually come out. So we'll see. Even if I'm wrong, I'm, or even if I'm right, I should say, you can still get some DFS points in this one. Yeah, put that man on your rosters, boys and girls. All right, we got number nine, Baylor, 10-2 and two at Oklahoma. At number five, Oklahoma State, 11-1, 11 a.m. on ABC for the Big 12 championship wall. It is, and Baylor's getting five and a half in this one, over under a 46 and a half. Baylor plus 175 if you want to lay the money line. There's been a lot of talk, man, the past few weeks about Oklahoma State not deserving a chance, you know, not being – they shouldn't be put in the – playoffs you know i i disagree with that man this oklahoma state they're a good team one of the points that's been well i shouldn't say it's a point but one of the facts the talking points that's been brought up throughout the week is this is the first time that oklahoma state's been in a big 12 championship kind of meaning that they don't have a good program a franchise program but you know that's not entirely true they've won the title before in the big 12 since it switched over from the big eight but they they uh switched i don't know if you remember Woj and 2017, they switched it to have a championship game, did mm -hmm. the Big 12. You remember that? Yeah, I do. I do, yeah. That's because they, they weren't getting their teams in the playoffs because they didn't have that championship game, which is supposed to be a huge part of going into the playoffs. Who knows whether it is this year or not. But, you know, so they switched it over. So Oklahoma State does have a championship there before, and they've also been in the Big Champ Big 12 championship game, in my opinion. Um, Oklahoma State, 408 yards in the game, near split, pass run you know Gundy likes to call that half pass half run keeps the defenses on balance and hey it's really working out for him this year Baylor allows 348 yards a game so hey I'm guessing we're going to get somewhere between 348 and 408 out of Oklahoma State in this one Woj I'm excited for the coaching matchup Miranda versus Gundy baby let's let's get this game on let's watch it yeah 
Yeah, it's going to be an exciting game. Uh, it's fun to watch a couple of Big 12 teams go after it. Uh, as far as DFS goes, you know, there's a lot of guys that I've had throughout the season in Bohannon and Smith from Baylor and Sanders and Warren from uh, Oklahoma State and or L.D. Brown when he was playing, L.D. Brown being hurt. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to stay tip more away from this game just because of how I know these two teams play. Not quite typically your normal Big 12 time, type of game. It's going to be a little slower. It's going to be a lot of running. Uh, a lot of clock management for the most part. I think that's where the over/under sits at where it is. Uh, Jalen Warner, Warren, excuse me, the running back from Oklahoma State at 6,600 is a possible play. Put up 30 points versus Baylor earlier in the season. Not my favorite pick of the week, but uh, an option. And options are always good, right? Well, yeah. The more options you have, the better. Woj, throw his name out there. I'm. Are you saying the actual players you're going to put on your roster, Woj? Just off the cuff question. Uh, the Kent State versus Illinois, or Northern Illinois, I might play all four of those guys, which would be about 20,800. 20, uh, kind of put a damper on the rest of the roster, but I, there's just so much, so much to exploit in that game. <laughs> but yes, I, I'm gonna put, I might put all four of those guys in that Kent State Northern Illinois game. Well, I just want to ask because if I have the same team as you, Woach, I clinch it, right? <laughs> well, I clinch it for you, anyways. That's that's true, I guess. Me, uh, we'll see. Yeah. I, I'm go I'm going with uh, I don't know. I'm going with uh, Spencer Pietras. Well, Pietras, hey baby. Well, they're gonna crush Michigan, so you're gonna be the winner this week, Woach. I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, though. I thought we we're supposed to do that game last, Woach. Yeah, we got Utah State nine and three at number nineteen San Diego State. Uh, while for the Mountain West title, 2 p.m. on Fox. Again, I, I want to preface this, man. I said it with the Mac. I'll say it with these two teams too, Woj. Mountain West, you just mentioned it. Everybody's, hey, I'm not going to watch that game. You know, that's not real football. Watch these guys play football, Woj. This is going to be a good football game. San Diego State minus six, over under a 50. Utah State plus 175, baby. You get 175 for laying a hundo. Both teams played well last week, Woj. When you get to the championship, something you want to watch is how well the teams have played their last couple games because how hot you are matters. Last week, San Diego State beat Boise 27-16. Utah State beat New Mexico 35-10, Woj. Did you watch either one of those games? I didn't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I thought I thought you might have watched New Mexico. I know they have a, a soft place in your heart, Woj. But if you they did do. watch them, you watched basically San Diego State and Utah State respectively beat up on the other teams. Although I will say Boise put up a fight. It was really no question whether San Diego State was going to win that one or not, though. But again, I don't want you skipping this game. Make sure you watch it this week, Woj, because it's going to be a good one. San Diego State is ranked 19 for good reason. They beat Air Force, Hawaii, Nevada. They also beat someone else who's playing this weekend, Woj. They beat Utah, the Utes. Now, that's a good football team, right? Yeah, that is a good football team. I, I mean, there's there's some options in this game possibly, too, for DFS wall. Uh, we, you just mentioned that uh, that Boise game where San Diego State came back and ended up winning it, and a big part of that was uh, was uh, Jordan Brookshire, or Brook, Brookshire, who came in at quarterback for San Diego State, did pretty well. And he's only 5,900 this week. And it's just one of those games where if he if he's getting the nod, uh, it might be a sneaky play, especially at quarterback, a low percentage owned play possibly too uh, for a big tournament. And on the other side of this, you have Logan Booner, uh, 
the quarterback for Utah State, who, who's been pretty steady. He's priced higher, though, probably right where he should be at 7900 But eh, there's some possibilities there at quarterback to sneak into, especially in a big tournament format uh, where maybe they're not getting the exposure that most most teams would. Well, well, well John, one thing I want to caution you on is San Diego State. This is going to – you better be sitting down, Walt, when you hear this. San Diego State has 178 rushing yards per game and 154 passing yards per game. Yeah, that, that's right. They have more rushing yards a game than passing yards a game. I, I don't know how to look into this stat. Maybe you can look into this, but <laughs> I want to know how many teams in the NCAA have more rushing yards and passing yards a game this day and age. It, it doesn't happen very often. Probably not many. Army's probably one of them, though. But, uh, yeah, probably yeah. not many, no. Wall. <laughs> but but no. the thing about it is, too, is, is Brookshire can run. Uh, last week, for instance, in that Boise game, when he came back in, uh, rushed nine times for 46 yards and a TD for an average of 5.1 per uh, per attempt. So uh, a sneaky option at 5,900 there, Wall. I like it. Well, in Utah State, you know, they're heavier on the pass game, too. So if they end up winning the battle for slow it down versus speed it up, they get that up-tempo game going. Then, you know, it makes sense because they are the ones that are heavy on their pass game. And Utah State, you know, they're not a team to really slouch at. You know, they their losses, they got three losses. I get that. But two of them were to Boise State and BYU. You know, BYU right now is the number 12 team in the nation. People don't like to talk about this football team or just don't for some reason, but BYU is a good football team. So those losses were good ones. I, I will say the Wyoming loss, you know, worries me a little bit, makes me question it, but I'm probably going to end up taking the dog money line in this one. And if I don't, if I end up taking San Diego State, I take them on the points, but I just like the dogs, man. Postseason, season's over. I like dogs. Walt, I'm going to intro this next game based off of the Announcer we'll probably have in this game in Gus Johnson wall. We got Michigan number two, 11 and one at number 13, the Iowa Hawkeyes at 10 and two, 7 p.m. on Fox. We're in Indianapolis. This is going to be a crazy game of two great defensive teams, wall. <laughs> I didn't hear barn burner in there, Woj. I, I thought I might have heard it coming. But... Say barn burner. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that would be apropos for this game, but Not man, it's going to sure be. A... That was my best, Gus Johnson. But I, I tried, Wall. Uh, you tried, and I'll try to. I'll try to help you out in the uh, post editing there too. But <laughs> we got Michigan minus ten and a half, over under a forty three and a half. Iowa plus three forty. You know, in the show notes, there's only one thing I got here. It says go Hawks, Woj. That's all it says on my end. Yeah, that's all you need, Wall. This is going to be one of those epic games. It's going to be won and lost in the trenches, just like how Michigan beat Ohio State last week, Wall. Uh, I was going to have to stop the run. They're going to have to to put their show their will on the offensive line of Michigan in order to get them to start the pass it and then possibly get some turnovers based on that, Wall. And the thing about it is, is we can't let Aiden Hutchinson do what he did to Ohio State to the to Spencer Pietris or or whoever plays at quarterback or or do whatever we're going to do with the run. We need we need to be able to stop him from basically dominating uh, it, our our game st- game plan and game style. Wall. Yeah, I mean it's going to be tough. You mentioned we got to get turnovers, which Iowa you know relies on those turnovers. That's what they go out there and try to do. They give that extra effort to try to strip the ball or tip the ball at the line of scrimmage and get a pick. But you know McNamara Woj, he he's a smart quarterback. Yeah, he has a good offensive line up front of him. You know he's they're going to be pushing the 
defensive linemen away to make sure they don't tip the ball up and get a pick, easy pick, which has been something the Hawks have relied on. But I really think a man that's got to step in here, I think Mr. Laporte has got to step up this game, Woj. I mean, that's, that's what Iowa has, right? That's what they rely on. It, whether it's Petrus in there or not, it's, I think Laporte has got to step up his game. And Hutchinson, you know, he, he's going to be looking for Laporte coming across the middle. And when he catches the ball, he's going to let him know, hey, don't do that again, which worries me. But I, that's the man I'm going to be looking at in this game, Woj. Yeah, so, uh, cut routes, anything like that, something short, quick, simple, get the balls out of Pietrus's hand early. Uh, we're, they're just going to have to do more of that. Uh, I felt like that was another downfall of Ohio State in that game where they, they just weren't making quick enough plays. They weren't getting the ball out of Stroud's hands quick enough, and uh, that's something the Hawkeyes do fairly well for the most part is they, they do short passing routes when they do pass it or they do a play action, one of the two. But just doing short, quick passing routes, Laporta being the man, uh, the myth, the legend at tight end there at Iowa, uh, he's got to be a playmaker. And you said, yeah, look for those mis- mismatches and try to get him the ball more often early. And I think he's going to be a big part of run blocking and just blocking in general too, Wall. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope he can get a couple blocks off and spring Goodson free because, you know, Goodson's over 1,000 yards in the season now, which I don't know if you knew that, but he's over 1,000 yards in the season. That's that's not something to laugh at. That's not something to brush under the dirt. But, you know, this Michigan defensive front, they're going to be a little tougher than the other defensive fronts he's seen. I will say, though, Nebraska, they're pretty good up front at stopping the run. And Iowa, I won't say they ran them over, but Iowa did a pretty good job getting some yards on the ground, opening up that pass game. So I'm excited to see this one, Moj. And I'm excited. I, I can't wait. You know, I, I only bet on Iowa once during the season, right, Woj? And I, this year I, made, I managed to wait till the first week about Iowa so then I was kind of stuck and not betting Iowa the rest of the season but you know this is the postseason baby so this doesn't count so my, you know where my money's at in this one Woj <laughs> I do I do uh well uh just quick quick recap here of the playoff where they sit now and and obviously multiple different things could happen and and all that but if Iowa wins this game do they you think they have a reasonable shot of making that final four uh, the answer to your question is no, but I would like to say, and I'd like to put this in there, interject, if you will, they should have a shot because I don't understand how the best conference in football this year, conference champion could be left out should that happen. That makes absolutely no sense. But the way the playoff committee structured things, the way they rank the teams, you can go through and you can tell like, hey, Iowa, you win too bad. It's not going to do you any good. You're not even going to go to the Rose Bowl probably. Ohio State's going to take that over from you. But I don't agree with that at all because I, I don't understand why Baylor is a top 10 team and I was sitting behind them at 13. That makes no sense. But in answer to your question, Woj, no, I don't think they have a shot at the playoff committee voting them in. Yeah, unfortunately, I think you are correct. Uh, I went over a bunch of different scenarios uh, today with a friend uh, just trying to just hypothetically thinking about it, a bunch of different things and it just never worked out good for the our Isle Hawkeyes, but that's hey, that's what happens. We lost a couple of games that we probably shouldn't have, so uh, that's ends up what happens at the end of the year when you don't have an eight-team playoff. But maybe that'll change in future years. Um, well, well, but one thing, one thing I want to say, and I, I we could talk about this for days, and I could argue for days about why I should have a chance. This is the main thing I want to say. When the rankings come out at the end of the year, no matter what Iowa does, I bet you they're behind Ohio State. But let's say they win this football game, Woj. They'll have just beat a team that Ohio State lost to 
with the same records. I mean, it makes no sense. That fact right there should, you know, raise a brow and make you think, you know, this is kind of a rigged system. It's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you all. All right, everyone. Watch out for the uh, DraftKings League notifications. Get in those rosters in. It's the last week. Uh, enjoy the championship weekend slate of games here. Uh, also, one game we didn't talk about that isn't a championship game this weekend, while is the makeup game for USC and Cal. Is uh, I wonder if Lincoln Riley will be uh, will be coaching that one. It'll be interesting to watch. But we'll have to end up. To, we'll have to watch to find out. Wall. Yeah, I, I don't think he can be coaching that one, Will. I, I don't know, but that it will be an interesting game to watch. USC's plus four in that one. I wouldn't go anywhere near USC with money right now. But I, I do want to say, well, too, we're not. We didn't do our pick 'em, right? You kind of mentioned it at the beginning. You kind of brushed by it real quick there at the beginning of the episode, which because the pick 'em's <laughs> over. But we're not doing our pick 'em. It's over. We kind of didn't say who's the champion of that. You, you, you kind of like you, you said, well, yeah, it's over. You did a good job. Well, blah, blah. No, next topic. No, no, no. I think this needs some time to reflect. Your record on the season was six and seven, which I was eight, four and one. I believe. That makes me the winner. No, that does make you the winner wall. And listen, I won too, because I took your picks too. I, it was, <laughs> it was, it was a good year for the rundown. We, we made some money there. If you, if you took our picks, right? You did. Yeah. And it was real good. I mean, if they followed us, which I'm not saying you ever should, you should make your own bets, but yeah, if you followed us, you made some good money. So a lot of them were dogs too. And a lot of them, you know, money line dogs, I suggest that you take also, which yeah, you made some good money, but Hey, Boj, you can just go on there. You're, once a year, auto refill order. Send me my medal. Should be an easy click by now for you to get that <laughs> okay. medal to me for the championship. Okay, okay, we'll we'll see there. Uh, one other thing, in our uh, our uh, league has a new champion. While our, our fantasy league that we run with, uh, it's got Big 12, Pac-10, SEC, and uh, that's it. Um, that's we've been running this for many, many, many years. A key double keeper league. Uh, While well, we got a new champion that got. Uh, that got claimed last weekend. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I don't know if anybody knew this, but I was cheering against Story. I was hoping he lost. So, you know, the man they call Ruiz took it over, Woj. Took it over. Yeah, Cruz in our DraftKings League uh, ended up winning, beating out Story. Uh, uh, exciting little game there uh, last week. So uh, good for them. Good for him. Uh, I'm sure we'll see him in the upcoming weeks for all these championship games. Uh, but until then, I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown Championship Week. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt, and this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. <laughs>